Welcome to Wild Her Wisdom, the podcast where sassy meets savvy. Join Shelly and Amy as they dive into the heart of womanhood, blending inspiration, laughter, and authentic conversations. In each episode, they celebrate the wild and wise woman in you, exploring everything from personal growth and self-care to career and relationships. So whether you're looking for a spark of joy, a dose of empowerment, or a good laugh, you're in the right place. Let's get started on today's journey into Wild Her Wisdom. I'm so excited for this day. Andrea Kerbuski is here with us. Thank you for being here, Andrea. Thanks for having me. As I said before we started, you get the sultry voices of Amy and I. We're both a little under the weather or the weather is over us here in Michigan, right, Amy? <laughs> yes, that's the way we say it. That's right. Yes. You never know what you're going to get when you're in Michigan. And yeah. I, I'm loving the raspy voice. I think it sounds really cool. So, I mean, I don't want to be sick, but I do love the voices. So I mean, maybe we should have a side hustle as a band. I don't know. Do voiceovers? Because <laughs> we need another side hustle between the two of us. <laughs> well, speaking of side hustles, what a great yeah. segue. Andrea, mm-hmm. I have known you for so long. I met you when you were, I feel like you were just beginning your career, but you never age. I have no idea, but you, I love watching you on social. You do so many wonderful things. I like literally just scroll through your stuff and I'm like, what an amazing life. You have a a big job as a vice president at Martin Waymeyer. And then you are an influencer. You're a photographer. You're a lifestyle blogger. I mean, do you take these great vacations? I've never <laughs> seen a bad picture of you. You are the epitome of a woman who does it all. Well, I, you know, I wouldn't go that far. You know, I don't have kids. So I feel like that does leave me a lot of, uh, you know, open time to just do what I want and try different hobbies, take on new side hustles. You know, over the years, I've tried so many different things and I dabble and then I'm like, no, I'm ready to move on or I'm, you know, ready to take on more with the photography. I just, you know, kind of let the wind blows me where it goes. And, um, you know, it, it I can't do it all. We all can't do it all. So I just wanted to say that. But the fact that I, I, you know, I have a dog, so, um, you know, uh, I don't have all of the, the stuff going on in life. So it makes it a little easier for me to, to have a little bit more fun and travel and, um, you know, take on more side hustles. So, I mean, you really do live your life out loud. I love it. Like you can just see the passion in what you do in your personal pursuits and in your job. Cause I see your corporate website too, and all the great things you're doing at Martin Weimar. But how do you find the balance between all of these aspects of your life? Because it has to be pretty demanding on both fronts. So I find the balance by, you know, over time, I've, I'm dedicating more and more to my, my job at Martin Waymeyer. When I started my career, I had a lot more flexibility, a lot more time um, to take on extra side hustles. So I was able to do a lot more work and take on a lot more blog um, collaborations, Instagram collaborations. And I find the best way for me to find balance is to say no and to set some more boundaries. And so there's a lot of times I get really cool requests that come in my inbox. I'm like, you know what? I know I don't have time for that. I have to prioritize X, Y, and Z. And so right now, um, you know, my work at Martin Waymeyer is my top priority. And then I love doing photography. I love doing some of the influencer work, but really that influencer work has turned from a side hustle to more of a hobby. So I do take on some really fun collaborations. Like I've worked with French Connection. 
in the last year and I've worked with Target, um, but those are few and far between. I'm very selective. So I can find that balance. Which is awesome. That's amazing to reinforce to our listeners too, because sometimes we try to take everything on that, that shiny object syndrome, like, Oh, Mm -hmm. that sounds cool. Let me try that. But to be able to have the ability to establish boundaries is huge. And we can all learn from each other on how to do that. Maybe in a, I don't want to say a better way, but maybe a different way and just learn, you know, different tips and tricks on how to do that. Because ultimately it comes down to if we're spread too thin, we're not doing anything well. Completely agree. Yep. Yep. So a lot of people have personal passion, but they don't feel like they can necessarily pursue them while working a full-time position. I know Shelly and I can relate. We're both full-time corporate girls still and have passions on the outside. So what, what drives you to try to balance both of those and take on both of those? Um, Maybe not equally, but just to kind of incorporate both of them. You know, for me, I always think back to when I, when I actually, around the time when I first met Shelly in my early twenties, my identity was all tied up in what my eight to five, nine to five was. And I felt like, um, if I didn't do that great of a job at work, it really impacted my self-esteem and my confidence. And so I wanted to find other avenues where I could think about myself as not just, I'm a full-time worker. I'm so many more things than that. So many different types of interests. And I didn't want one person's opinion, like my boss at work to really shape who I was or have that much control over me. So when I was 23 is when I started my blog, I'm like, I have this, have these other interests I want to explore. And I was so Mm -hmm. introverted and shy and I really had a hard time kind of finding myself. And that really helped me figure out who I was and have some more confidence and realize it's okay if I'm not always Mm -hmm. perfect at work. You know, there's so many different facets to who I am as a person and I can't rely on just one opinion of me or one type of work to kind of define who I am. So that's really why I got into taking on other hobbies and side hustles. So I could kind of figure out who I was and Mm -hmm. um, put all my eggs in one basket, if that makes sense, especially with it in terms of my self-confidence and where I was, um, I don't know, I guess identifying myself, I just wasn't a, a full-time job worker. You know, I didn't want to be known just for that. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely an evolution, yeah. right? I mean, that's the beauty. Somebody said to me the other day, um, they said, oh, you know, I don't know what your aspirations are for your future. And I'm like, geez, neither do I. Like I've been, <laughs> I've been a mom for almost 32 years. I was a teenage mom and my youngest is 16. I'm like, I'm still trying to figure out who I am when I'm not momming full time, you know, so it's a constant mm-hmm. evolution in life. And that's the beauty of it. Um, but I'm wondering, I'm just thinking about some people may look at what you do at Martin Wehmeyer, and maybe you can share a little bit more about that. And then your other passions that are more artistic in nature, the photography, the interior design, that kind of thing. And how did complement each other? And how do you bring your artistic passions into your full time work? Mm, yeah, I think that's a great question. So a, p- a part of me is super artistic and creative. Another part of me is very much into project management. And I love putting together budget, a timeline. And so that part of me gets to shine at Martin Wehmeyer. And I love uh, feeling fulfilled by the work I get to do there about making Michigan a better place. That's really what we strive to do. And so I actually feel really content and fulfilled by the work I get to do. And there's been aspects where I get to infuse some of that work with my creativity. So I might be the photographer 
and helping to shape a creative campaign. Or, you know, because I have that influencer um, experience, I started influencer marketing at Martin Waymeyer, I don't know, maybe seven, eight years ago and knew how to approach it because of my experience as an influencer. So I knew what to expect and how to frame these different collaborations so that our clients were getting what they were looking for, but we were still respecting the boundaries of the influencer. And so for me, that's kind of where I find the tie-in for both of those. Love that. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So what have been some of your biggest learning moments or growth opportunities while you've been trying to balance multiple roles like these? So you've got your, your personal creativity side, of course, that you, that you're doing when you, um, when you have the time and you said you're spending more time on your, on your uh, Martin Waymeyer position, but so what have been some of the biggest learning moments that you've had maybe in just recent years? Hmm. You know, I would say the biggest learning moment is, you know, I just feel like I've been so conditioned to say yes, yes, yes. So saying yes to everything at work, volunteering for extra stuff, saying yes to every photography client, saying yes to every influencer contract. And I was burnt out. And so the big thing for me, again, is setting those boundaries where, Uh, I generally don't take on a lot of influencer work and it has to be really special and something really cool. And I have to look at my calendar and really think, okay, is this achievable with my schedule? And does this fit my mental health needs? Like, do I want to be running around on a Saturday and Sunday taking pictures and trying to write copy? Maybe I don't want to be doing that. So I'll just say no. And with photography, uh, there, I will only book so many sessions a week. Like if I hit Two, I'm, there's no flexibility there. And I just stick to my guns and I'm just like, that is a no, but here are other dates. So for me, it's really about saying no, setting those boundaries um, and keeping to them. I'm very much a homebody. So I really need to spend a lot of time at home and prioritize Mm -hmm. my time at home as if it's an appointment on my calendar. So I'm like, you know, people try to, I have friends who are like, let's go out on Friday. I'm like, Fridays are never good for me because I am tired. Friday night, I do not want to leave my home. How about Saturday? How about a Thursday? But Fridays, I just do not make plans. My plan is to sit on my couch. Mm-hmm. I love that. And isn't there, there's so much power in being able to say no. Like, I think that it comes with, with experience and probably a little bit of age and confidence. And, you know, there's no FOMO for me anymore. What's it? The, I have the joy <laughs> of missing out, right? Um because there is something about filling your own cup that is so important. When I do things, I do some professional development on time management. And I always start with the first thing is manage your energy. Like that's I the first that. thing. I that love that. Manage your energy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You can't do that. Me, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine gets so, I get burnt up so easily as an introvert. Like I, I love my time with people, with my clients doing all kinds of different work, but you know, I also need to spend time at home, read about right. my favorite TVs like or my shows. You know, I love watching crew, um, true crime. So that's kind of like how I kind of settle and chill and re-energize myself. So I'm going to put on my like marketing hat because I've been in marketing most of my career. And I also you know, do image consulting and personal branding. And so I want to know, how do you um, manage like your personal brand, which is very strong with your corporate brand? Because there's sometimes where those are not simpatico with people, but yours seems to be pretty aligned. 
for me, it's one of one and the same. And so I felt like for a long time, they were kind of separate. And I was really careful about how I presented myself at work and how I presented mm-hmm. myself online. And I just don't have the energy for that either. And so I'm trying to be like, I swear a lot. You know, I'm trying to maybe not swear as much. I still do. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, my clients know that about me. You know, I have tattoos. My client, you know, for me, I, my Martin, my brand at Martin Waymeyer as a vice president and who I am outside of that, everything matches. Um, And it also helps that my own personal styles change where I'm a little bit more like polished before I always wanted to wear ripped jeans and like graphic tees. And my, my, my personal style has shifted so much where I'm like, I love a blazer. Like I love a cardigan. And I was never like that before. So at least now my closet is filled with pieces where I generally look presentable for my clients now um, because my personal style has shifted to be a little bit more sophisticated. First of all, people. Andrea always looks amazing. I know you can't see her on this podcast, but she always looks amazing. Trust me on that one. (laughs) So I have a question about the technology piece of it, because you mentioned you're an introvert, but technology is a huge piece of what you do in both your personal stuff and more of your corporate nine to five. So how do you balance incorporating the importance of technology in both of those pieces without feeling like, that's all you're doing is spending time with technology online all the time. Yeah. Is there a balance for you? I'm also not great at technology. We have, I'm now I'm 38. I'm I just can't figure anything out. So I have a lot of our younger employees helping me at Martin Waymeyer. I'm like, how do I use zoom? How do I get this on? And, um, yeah, I struggle with that too. Um, but I find that, you know, at, at Martin Waymeyer, we're in the office two days a week. So I do get a break from zoom. those days, so those are, very low Zoom days. I'm seeing people in person and generally I'm trying to schedule more meetings in person. I have a client meeting at a coffee shop tomorrow. So, and I, and we, he always prints off an agenda. So I'm just gonna be taking notes on a piece of paper. I'm excited about that. Um, when it comes to my phone and looking at, I actually, uh, really enjoy, you know, looking at Instagram, getting ideas. Like I never feel burnt out on social media so much, but I do think that I don't try to let it consume me. And for a long time it did. I really cared about how many likes and comments I got. And I got to a point where that stuff just doesn't fill my cup. Like it once did, like what really matters to Mm -hmm. me are the, the DMS that are like, wow, you know, I really, you know, they might, somebody might say, I really like that outfit. I just feel at my age, I can't wear that or something along those lines. And we might have just more of a one-on-one conversation. For me, that's so much more fun to have than to have a certain amount of likes or comments on an actual post. So that's for me what, I, what I'm i getting more joy out of, if that makes sense. It does. It does, absolutely. Because I think when you're doing the, the personal influencer, digital influencer part of it, you can tend to just kind of get really bogged down in that. And like, and like you said, you're not so concerned with, you know, the likes necessarily. It's the personal messages. But I think that that's, that's something to definitely, you know, strike a balance with because you can just go down that rabbit hole quite easily when you're, when you're an influencer like that. And then when you have to deal with it in your nine to five as well, sometimes it can be overwhelming. I, I completely agree. And it, it, it does lead to more burnout, just caring so much and doing the comparison game. And yeah. I don't know if it was a shift in the last couple of years, but I'm like, I, but I just do spend less time. So maybe part of it is the fact that I'm not 
creating as much content. I'm not consuming as much content. So it's really still so much fun for me. I really enjoy whatever I put out there and whatever I'm finding because uh, I'm not letting that be my end all be all again for my own identity. So I think that was always a shift to like my job, my, my day job was always my identity. And I'm like, I'm going to be an influencer. I'm going to do this. And then that became my identity. And now I'm like, none of that is like, all of it is a little bit, um, but I don't need to get tied up in like just a random number or how many people are following me. It just doesn't matter. I I think that's just such a great perspective. I know for me, what means the most to me is when people come up to me by minute event or I'm out in public and they just say, you know, your Facebook or your LinkedIn or your Instagram posts, they always inspire me. Like that is better than any like I could, I could receive any amount of likes to hear that it's really giving someone, you know, making them feel good. I, you know, I, I agree because I think about, even when I think about you, Shelly, and hearing you speak at the Toastmasters group we were in 20 million years ago, you inspired me every week. And I have all these really strong memories. And for you, you're probably like, oh, this is great, you know, and you don't have, but I remember everything about how polished and how confident you are. And I'm like, I want to be like Shelly. And, um, and I, that totally resonated with me. And then even on Facebook now I'm seeing like, you're sharing dog pictures and I feel like I get to catch up with your life. And so I get that. I want that personal connection with people, um, and, and inspiration to some degree. Oh, it's a love fest. <laughs> I love it. So you've talked a little bit and I love how much you're protective of your energy and know your boundaries, but, and, and all of the, all of the things that you're doing, like Friday nights don't work for me. I need to be home, but are there any specific things you do in terms of self-care or, or routines to keep your energy high because you have so many different irons in the fire? I, I, I'm trying to think because I used to work out. I haven't been doing any of that at all lately. I would love to do that. That really was a great place for me to to kind of get that energy out. And I've been kind of the laziest person the last year, but I, I love going on walks with my dog. We do that a lot. I love organizing and cleaning and purging my house. I do that all the time to me. That brings me a lot of joy too, is just getting rid of shit in my closet. Um, Mm -hmm. but I also love, um, I journal. So I just been trying to prioritize actually just writing random thoughts and it doesn't have to be anything crazy, but I, I, for years always had a diary and I wanted to get back into that this year. So I spend a lot of time on the weekends to just writing random thoughts, ideas. It could be a blog idea. It could be just like something I want for my life in 10 years. It's just random thoughts that I have that I really love pouring out and writing. And honestly, like I have the worst handwriting, so I don't think I could even like read what I wrote, but it's just something about it's very soothing to just take notes and just get all your thoughts out there on paper. So, and I also love shopping. So shopping for me is, it it is retail therapy. (laughs) I love going to Old Town, going to Bradley's. I love online shopping. You know, that to me, to be honest, is the most fun. My my best way to show self-care. I also love a massage. I love a hair blowout. The more I think about it, I have a lot of things I'll do for self-care. <laughs> um, but yeah, I will I will schedule these things and I don't feel bad about it. I'm like, I'm going to get this massage. Yeah. Prioritizing yeah. yourself. I mean, that's absolutely the way. And journaling, Amy and I both have, we both have authored journals. And it's such a powerful way to um, get to know yourself and whether you're going mm-hmm. back and rereading it or you're just doing it to kind of 
get the energy out and get the ideas out. When I coach people, I tell them, like, when you have a lot of ideas, get them on paper or whatever way, paper for me, maybe, you know, on your, uh, your phone or whatever for other people. Yeah. Yeah. Getting it out Mm -hmm. of your head, Amy. I mean, you're, you, you're an expert in this too. You know, like that, that's such a great way to take care it of it. It makes yourself. a difference. I feel like I my especially yeah. I'll wake up at one o'clock in the morning and I got random ideas and I don't have my journal, but I will write it, you know, make sure I type in a note just so I can I can free my mind of it. I'm like I will remember that mm-hmm. and tomorrow when I wake up, I don't need to focus on it now. So for me, it's just lifting that burden. And so I, that's what I love about journaling or just writing down anything in the moment. It does help. It does. It gets it like you said, it gets it out of your head. So then you can focus on the next thing, even if it's going back to sleep. Yep. <laughs> Just most of the time. Sleep is, sleep is self-care as well. We all need sleep. Yes. Yes. I love sleep. So, yes. Um, how important has mentorship or support from others um, been part of your journey in helping to manage kind of your, both your high profile career and some of your personal passions? Have you had some some mentors other than Miss Shelley, as we all know, she's fabulous. Have you had some mentors along the way or some um, big support systems that have made a huge difference for you? Oh, for sure. And so I think about my first boss when I uh, graduated college was Kate Snyder, Piper and Gold. So she was my first boss at Capital Area Michigan Works. And so she's somebody mm-hmm. I always will go back to. So that was 15, 16 years ago now. Oh, man. Uh, and she's still somebody I'm in constant contact with. Um, so she's great to bounce ideas off and just keep her kind of posted on what's going on in my life. Uh, I also, the two partners who are women at Martin Waymeyer, Angela Minacucci and Andy Poole. Um, I worked with Andy, the nine years have been at Martin Waymeyer and Angela for the last five. And I bounce a lot of ideas and look to them for that support. And I also have a high school teacher, Melanie Block, who, you know, I was the first kid in my college or my, my, family to go to college. And so I didn't know how to do anything. And she held my hand through it all, brought me to MSU. I wouldn't have known any of any of this life without her. So I think about all these different relationships and mentorships I've had over the years um, that have really helped me along the way. And I wouldn't be able to be here without their support and their confidence in me because I did not have that back in the day. And they, they helped me quite a bit. I love that. And I'm sure you're, I'm sure you're mentoring other people, whether it's formally or informally. That's I was just thinking that same thing. You're, you're as an influencer, you know, digitally, but then also in your personal life, I bet you are a mentor for others. You know, I, you know, I think about how much I've gone from it and I love working with students. And so when we have our interns and I actually do have an MSU student who is my, my mentor through the ignite the future program. And, uh, I love it. I'm like, how, how can I help you? What do you need? How can I? And I remember just all the anxiety I had when I was that age. Like, how can I make you feel comfortable? Like we have one of our interns, Megan, she's so anxious about getting that first job out of college. And I'm like, you've got so much time. Don't let anyone feel bad when you're in public relations. It's not like, you know, sometimes if you're in supply chain management, you might have your job lined up for a year, public relations, not the same. So I just always try to comfort her. And, um, I really find a lot of joy and fulfillment from mentoring others. That's fabulous. Now I'm a little bit of a nerd. Actually, I'm a lot of a nerd. I've embraced it more the older I've gotten. So we've touched on this a little bit, but I want to know, like, what are your top time management tips? For people that are that are juggling careers and personal passions, I've been nerding out over calendars. 
as long as I can remember. And I love to hear how other people do these things. Asana has become the tool that has saved my life. And so before that, and I still use Google calendars, I I plug in a lot of reminders because again, if it's Mm -hmm. out of my head, I don't have to worry about it. I'm very forgetful. So even for this podcast, of course I had my calendar, but I had calendar reminder in the morning saying, you got a podcast, you got to do this. So I could remember. And so I find that Asana writing out every task, like even if it's you think something might be really big and overwhelming, but the more you break it down to little tasks, so it's like a roadmap, I find things are so much more digestible and not as scary. Like, okay, all I have to do is send that email today. Tomorrow, I have to write a pair. You know what I mean? So breaking it down to tiny little tasks makes everything feel more doable um, and more manageable. So I love Asana. I love plugging reminders in my Google calendar that I do live by. And I also, I love a to-do list. I love, and I have a paper agenda that, you know, it's all in my calendar, but I still want to write things down. So I have multiple ways of knowing my calendar, but the the act of writing for me is huge still. (laughs) You are a gal after my own heart. paper too. I mean, I have the electronic calendar too. I love paper. I, I want to look at yeah. it. Yeah. It's a little bit of everything. But and sometimes, stay- yeah. And when you have those agendas, I buy the ones that come with stickers. So I get really excited. Like, I got an appointment. I got an appointment sticker. Oh, I got a birthday sticker. And oh, I have build, build do stickers. So, I mean, these are all very exciting. And I really enjoy using the stickers. So, really, we did learn some of our best things in kindergarten, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It was stickers. It doesn't. It, it doesn't go wasted upon us. That's that's for sure. I love a paper calendar too. I've got all the, the digital ones for every one of my family and everybody's got their own personal color. So I know who's, you Ooh. know, where. Um, but yeah, I have to have, I have to have a paper one too. I just have to physically see something and have it in my hand. So there's yeah, something right there with that. you. Mm-hmm. There's something, there's something to that. Yeah. And then you've got it in all these different places too, so that you, if you are forgetful, like you have no excuse to just not have it somewhere written down. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I'm so forgetful. Exactly. Things are written four different ways. They're online in several different spots. You can't forget. Yeah. Especially when you're pursuing multiple things. So speaking of that, <clears throat> what advice would you give? Speaking of, uh, you know, multiple pursuits and and all of us wanting to do multiple things, but um, what advice would you give to professionals who are looking to balance both the demanding career, corporate, maybe nine to five, and pursuing personal passions? What advice would you give to those wanting to do both? Yeah. You know, the biggest thing I would say is that I think people get so overwhelmed before they even start something. It's like, how can I make money off something? How can this truly be a side hustle? I think the big thing is just finding what is your passion? What is it that you want to do? Do that and see if that's even something you want to stick with. Maybe it's you want to write a book. We'll just start writing the chapter, you know? Maybe you do want to start a blog or you want to be, you want to join TikTok and you want to create more content. Whatever it is, before you start getting yourself kind of wrapped up with like, the mechanics of it. How much money am I going to make? Like wh- who, who will be on my team? Just do it and figure out if that's even something you, you, you know, sometimes you think you like doing something and then you, you're taking it on as this passion and this, in this sort of, um, pro- in this way, I guess I don't know how to describe it, but you know, when I started my blog, I thought I wanted to 
do um, street style photography, not share my own personal style. And as I started going with my blog 14 years ago, I realized I actually just like sharing my personal style. It's very easy. So things will evolve. And so I think the big thing is just, just try it, just do it. Don't worry about anything. Just make time, set, set aside time on your calendar and be consistent, but just try it out. See if it's something you even like first. So I find a lot of people get so bogged down with all of these other things you don't need to worry about day one. It's just, just try it. And everybody has a day one. So when you're looking at everybody at other people doing maybe something similar that you like to do, you're looking at their day 1000 versus your day one. So you can kind of get into that comparisonitis that you were mentioning earlier. Mm, that's a really right? great way to look at it. Like you just have to start, just start there. You could get mm -hmm. in so many different directions and take things so many different ways. And maybe, maybe if it is a side hustle that you want to become your full-time career, but you, you don't have to worry about that day one. So for me, that's how I lessen my anxiety. It's just, I love photography. And so the first step was going to a workshop. And then I would just take on little projects here and there. And now I have a website. Now I'm, I'm scheduling many sessions and I have clients I work with every year, but it took me years and years to build that. And it went at a pace that I felt comfortable with because I do have a nine to five that I want to prioritize that I care about. And I still love the creative aspects of photography, but that is how I found my balance is just a slow start slowly figuring out. And, you know, I've taken on so many other side hustles. Like there was uh, a few years I had an RV that I did kind of an Airbnb with. And so I would rent out my travel trailer and we would take a different campgrounds in Michigan or people would pick it up. That was a really fun thing to do for a couple of years. And then, you know what, it served its purpose. I was ready to move on and I sold it. So there's also that too. Mm -hmm. You can start something and you can end something and that's okay. I remember those days. I was so impressed by your RV on, on social. I loved it. Um, but I, I love what you're saying because oftentimes it's the the worry time that people spend that they never, they never do. They never start because they're getting caught up in their head. It's like, just dip your toe in the water. Just yeah. see something. Yes. Just take that first little step, whatever that is. Like maybe it's just create your TikTok account. Play right. around, take some fun videos and, and nothing needs to be perfect. You know, it's just whatever it is, little baby steps and just have fun with it and prioritize that first and figure out if you actually like it to want to stick with it and then worry about growing it or whatever it is that next step might be. I'm still working on TikTok. I have an account. Amy's way better at social media than I am. And Andrea, you are just amazing. Oh, I don't amazing. know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but... TikTok and I are not necessarily friends yet either. So I have one as well, but that's one of the social media that. that I'm not as comfortable with. <laughs> the oh, other same, same. Yeah. You know, I, I watch a lot of TikToks, but you know, that's, you know, yeah. and again, like I'm like, that's a boundary. I'm like, that's too many social media platforms for me. I'm going to stick to it. I tell yeah, my kids, talking about I'm, like, I'm like, I'm going to watch season three of TikTok the next time I have time off. You could do it. So, so you get like, talk about a rabbit hole. Like you can get so many great ideas, but then it's like, where did the last hour go? <laughs> ah, yes. I know. I tell myself, like, you can either watch an hour of TV, like, or you a TikTok can be your TV. It's so easy to, like, burn through oh. that hour. And I'm just so entertained. <laughs> and yeah. I do really inspired. So, love That's it. That's my yeah. vacation indulgence. Like, when I take a week off from work, I'll spend, like, the first day just looking at TikTok, just sitting on my Easter doing nothing. <laughs> oh, that's fun. So... I want to know what keeps you motivated and, and inspired 
to do the things you do. You've talked about like the power of saying no, kind of knowing when to start and stop. But what really inspires you? So I think with influencing and blog content, I love personal style. I love fashion. And I find that, you know, being able to share my outfits and think through fun ways of sharing them. I take a lot of my own photos with a tripod. To me, that that's like a little challenge for me to figure out. So for me, it's social media keeps evolving and I keep trying to keep up and trying what's coming up next. And so for me, that keeps the challenge there and keeps things fun. But I also spend a lot less time on there. But I Uh, and I, and I love photography too. So for me being creative, I never get tired or burnt out by like photographing a family. I love family photography. And with Martin Waymire, it's really about doing work that I'm like, wow, like this is actually, you know, we're, we're doing work around like, you know, vaccines or, um, literacy. There's all these different topics that I really care about that I get to help advance those issues through some of the work I get to do. So I guess it's different types of um, motivation and inspiration for each type of job, but it's all kind of surrounding this thing of me feeling fulfilled and creatively fulfilled, but also feeling like I'm doing the right thing. I love that. Doing the right thing. I love that. Well, so it kind of comes down to, I I hear in all of the things that you're mentioning, it's, it's almost like visual storytelling for you in both aspects of both of your jobs. Does that you, like you said that way better than I did. Yes. Visual storytelling. Wow. Visual yes. storytelling. That's exactly it. So in, in every aspect of my job, you know, even Martin Waymire being able to share these issues through visual storytelling. Again, that is what I love doing. And that, I guess that is the right word to use. And what yeah, yeah. Visual storytelling. That's it. Well, Andrea, we have come to the end of our podcast. I can't believe that the time goes by so fast. But I want you to tell our listeners where they can find you. All right. Well, I have my blog, which is blondebedhead.com. Um, you can also um, find me at martinwaymeyer.com. Thank you for being on with us today, Andrea. Well, you stunning souls. Unfortunately, we've reached the end of another journey together here on Wild Her Wisdom Podcast. But don't let the conversation stop here. Keep the inspiration flowing by connecting with us on social media. Like our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram for a dose of empowerment and updates. And for those of you who just can't get enough, head on over to wildherwisdom.com. There you can connect with us, stay up to date on all our latest adventures, and catch up on episodes you may have missed. So until next time, keep embracing your wild and exploring your wisdom. Remember, you are capable you are resilient and you are amazing. Keep shining.